This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Harry's Razors. Stop overpaying for your razors. For just $15, get a razor, moisturizing, shave cream, and three razor blades. Visit harrys.com, that's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com, and use the promo code BCPOD to save $5 off your first order. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. What's up, goobers? Welcome to the podcast. This is Matt, and I'm gonna, we'll get right to this episode, but I just want to tell you about one exciting thing, and that's we had a great weekend doing the Emory Acoustic Shows, and we did the live stream massive success huge numbers people all over the world so thank you to the people in the bc club who've contributed and people that support this podcast in any way as we keep doing more and more things like live shows live podcasts music stuff like that and it really is because you guys were able to do it so thank you uh we were also had a special announcement during that thing over the weekend during that stream i announced that we had a surprise album come out emory live in houston and so that's seven songs. It's an EP, and you can only get it from us right now. We didn't promote it ahead of time. We just dropped it. So you can go to emorymusic.com, and you can get a digital copy right now and order a CD. You get a digital copy either way, uh, and the CD will be mailed to you when we get them you know, fully printed. But for right now, no companies, no Spotify, no iTunes, no anything, just Emory Surprise Album, Emory Acoustic Live in Houston, out now at emorymusic.com. Buy it. Matt, are you live in Seattle? Live. Joey, are you live from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina? Hell yeah. Joey, on sabbatical. Joey, drop the beat. The sabbatical beat. Three, two, one. Hit it. It's the beat. It's the bad. It's the bad, bad, bad Christian podcast. Welcome to the show, everybody. Gospel up in here. So, listen. JC up in here. Toby, I found something out real interesting that I think you might be interested in. I was talking to Joey a little bit earlier, and he, yep. I was to ask him about his diet and stuff because, you know, we paid him to be on that diet and everything. I was trying to get yep. more results of how he did on, you know, everything and he said that it was a lot easier than he thought it was going to be and so yeah. he hadn't eaten any crab at all and uh he even stayed away from imitation crab meat but he said he thought it was weird that he didn't lose any weight on a low crab diet <laughs> <laughs> so he's just wasted What's... a whole month here eating Joey. low crab but it's a low carb Joey, Joey you didn't understand the whole time yeah he was just pounding ice cream and cake but Right, he just stayed away from crab meat and thought that he was on the low crab Shellfish in the diet. Bible is is sinful. Shellfish in the Old Testament, bottom feeders, you don't eat that's that. Why I, that's why I kind of doubted the whole thing. I was just like, crab meat? That's all I have to eliminate? Because especially considering Who I don't eat a whole lot of crab anyway. But Who knew this whole time crab meat, low crab, right. is, is this craze? <laughs> Joey never understood. That's why he got so mad at us. I know. The low crab diet, it's just it's ridiculous. It doesn't work at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, I've been making some interesting stuff, too. And if you want to talk about keto a little bit more, I've been making these milkshakes. You can make them real creamy, and you can put in different little flavor stuff, but you yeah. have to make them sweet somehow. So I've been going right. to some of the shops by my house, and yeah, I, I, you know, what it, I can't remember what it is. This uh, I didn't want to get the real chemical ones. So I wanted to get the more natural, right. oh, like yeah. the herbal kind of sweetener. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. called, uh, the one I found is called Sativa. Yeah, yeah, Sativa. Yeah. Uh, wait. Yeah. 
that sounds awesome. How yeah, it was like Sativa or Steve. No, it wasn't Stevie. It was, yes, yeah, Sativa. Anyway. Sativa. Well, I think you were looking for Stevia, right? I, I was looking for Stevia. Turns out but, I've been bombing Sativa, which is <laughs> cannabis, of course, because being legal in my town is easy to find. And so, yes, I've been bombing my milkshakes with Sativa. Accidentally. Here. <laughs> Accidentally. <laughs> you, you're like, it's all natural organic stuff. <laughs> Crazy. Good Lord. I, th- I thought Splenda was bad. No, that's this just, that's just, that's just two really bad food puns that I wanted to, to, to put out there. But I will that tell you. Sativa in the raw. <laughs> sativa in the raw. That's right. <laughs> so that's just a couple of bad food puns. But let me lead it into something. Uh, you know, I like to be raw on this show. But I did get some uh, recreational uh, marijuana a couple weeks ago. Wow. I did it. In your uh, in your hometown where yes, it's legal. Yes, I did. How how did that go down? I did it for going down to the Sherwood listening party. Yeah. So I got and, we had the kids. And wait, okay. First of all, are you addicted? I'm totally addicted. Oh God. I knew <laughs> it. Every movie was right. Yeah. Every government official, every parent was always right. <laughs> but we had the we had a sitter overnight. We left George somewhere overnight. So we yeah. went with the McDonalds down there to uh Portland for the Sherwood listening party. So I got a yep. 10 milligram thing and did it on the way down now, there. Now, when you say 10 gr- milligram thing, what do you mean? I'm sorry, I did 15 milligrams actually. What is a 10 milligram thing? Too much. You, you didn't smoke it. No, it was just an edible. How much did it cost? Uh, it was, it's really, really, really cheap. Like there's a, it was a big whole bag, which would be like 10 doses and it was $30. So it was about three bucks, three or $4. So Gosh. about the same cost as a tall boy. So you just walked into it, it, you said it was by your house. Yep, this was less than a mile like? from my house. It looks house. like a convenience store, yeah, or what? It's very simple. It's like not even anything. It's just like real clean, real nice. Nice person at the door checks your ID. You go in, ask questions, buy the thing, pop it. And that's so what? It. What was your high? Did it you was. Love it? I think it was probably a little bit too much. I felt a little bit weird, but it was way like it's super antisocial for me. So I felt like I couldn't talk. Or do anything. <laughs> I just felt like I couldn't really do anything. So, I just sat so it there. actually is like your kryptonite. The number one thing that you're great yeah. at and do the most. Like, yeah. It I made you not unso- be able to do I that. I felt like I was letting everybody down because I was like, these people need me to interact <laughs> with them to make this go well. Like, it's what I kept so you, feeling like. You're anxi- so you actually had marijuana anxiety, but it was in the form of, oh, no, I'm letting people I'm down letting by people not down. talking. Yeah, because I need to interject here and connect this person with that person and you know, like people are sitting here. What I felt, I was a little bit paranoid that they were all being boring and everybody was bored and they needed me to make this situation be better. But I couldn't. So were you at a, were you so, at so a introspective? Loss, were you at a loss for words or were you at a loss for the mood to talk? No, it was just in, like I was, it was so mentally introspective. Like I just couldn't get out of my head to actually make right. the verbal sounds to do the interacting. I just, you know what I mean? It was like, oh, it was, I wasn't a doubt. I don't know what, I don't know how to describe it. I don't have that much experience with it. I've only done it a few times, but. It made me That's, fail to be interactive with other people, which I thought was kind of a bummer. Although it was really interesting, it made the music really sound interesting, and it was fun. Do you think really, that next time you'll do it, you'll make sure you're not in a social situation so you can really enjoy it? Well, what's that? What would that be then? Not also. A social my situation. question is: Did you do you think you enjoyed it? Yeah, I think I thought I thought it was good. I'll do it. I'll try it some more. I'll do it again. I'm interested. That's really to hilarious, though. Like bit. as far as an anxiety, like smoking weed. You like back in the day when I was in high school, college, whatever, smoked a ton of weed. My biggest anxieties were always like, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. This is it. I'm really crazy. Oh no. I, what if I 
what if I'm like this forever? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Your anxiety was like the, the the most like oh benign not, thing I, possible. Yeah, it was like the most. I haven't. It cut was like it was like a normal person. <laughs> but it was kind of funny. It was like a normal a normal person kind of hosting a party. Right. That's a just a regular anxiety <laughs> they would have with no drugs. Like oh no, what if the party's boring? Oh well, god. <laughs> well, here's what I thought was funny about it is I was like uh I was going down to the Sherwood thing, so it was only a small group of fans. And it was them having to, you know, interact with their fans. And right. You know, it's, it's not awkward or anything, but it's just that that dynamic of sure. having sp- VIP people and trying to interact with your fans or whatever. And I felt this whole anxiety like, oh, this sucks. I said, this isn't even my band, but I still have to feel that pressure. Like, I felt right. the pressure for them to try to interact with people. It, that's yeah. kind of what it all focused around for me. So that was kind of a bummer. But I did. I thought it was pretty enjoyable. I so will, do you think anybody I'll thought you were a loser? I was thinking, do people think, do they know? You know, I know that's common. I'm sure with people that are high. I was like, "Well, do people know? Can they tell?" That's what I <laughs> that kind of thing. Did, any, did anybody say anything to you? I don't think. I mean, I, I told people, uh, or McDonald told them, or somebody told. I mean, no people knew, but I don't think anybody like suspected or th- thought I was acting funny. Had McDonald just bumped some cocaine? <laughs> yeah, he, he's a light. He thinks you're a lightweight. That's nothing. <laughs> he he made Bri- fun of but you. But Bridget loved it because I was so quiet. She thought it was great. <laughs> She's like, this is so nice. <laughs> is she going to start like slipping it into yeah, your coffee right. or something? <laughs> she's going to have the perfect husband. <laughs> yeah, she'll be using, she'll, she'll be using the sativa and the raw my coffee from now on. <laughs> well, well, Joey, that's what Matt's been up to. What have you been up to? Now, I, I mean, I've been able to talk to you a little bit here and there. I have to ask you questions about our church job and stuff like that. But like you are now in Myrtle Beach. You've been there what? How many days? And, and what are you doing there? So I got to Myrtle Beach Monday from. Hill, South Carolina, where I spent some time with Scott Sinclair. Oh, yeah, that's right. I called Joey. Rock Hill's where we, we all three went to college, and I called Joey, and he was, I said, hey, what are you doing? He's like, actually, just really enjoying reminiscing right now in Rock Hill. <laughs> <laughs> like, Joey was riding around riding around all of our old haunts in Rock Hill, yeah. like the, our Mexican restaurant, you know, where we all this. <laughs> that, was, that was Monday before I uh, was going to come up. Uh, to Myrtle Beach and so yeah I was just like I gotta I gotta go look at everything and what's funny is he all right so I got primed for some time with Scott he's one of my closest friends and I'd been by myself for literally five days straight and so when I get into town it's just like I am ready to hang out and it is it's so funny how alike we are and he said at least two or three times he started a statement off by saying I know those guys give you hell about memories and stuff, but man, I'm the same way. You want to drive around campus? Hey, I know those guys give you hell about your body breaking down, but I'm the same way, man. My foot, man, it's, <laughs> it was hilarious. So, uh, I'm in, I'm here at Myrtle Beach, and I'm sitting in a parking lot. I can see House of Blues, and Tech Nine is playing tonight. Heck yeah! Are you gonna go see it? No, I was, but I'm just like, ah, I, I, I'm not going to. I, I, I'm I'm on I, I don't know but going back and forth on it it would be probably a pretty fun thing but let me tell you a little bit about my accommodations here um, I arrive and I, I should have known better I, I was expecting I, I thought it was going to be like a uh, more of a nice hotel room you know something simple <laughs> what do you mean what hold on nobody knows what you're talking about you mean what do you mean you were expect you didn't book this hotel 
yourself, like on Expedia? All right. I saved an email back in probably literally 08, and I filed it away because I never knew <laughs> if, if, if an opportunity would come up. But basically, the email was free stays for pastors in Myrtle Beach. And so, <laughs> so I tucked that away nice and neat, and I, had, uh, I asked uh, Sarah, who was, you know, she had, she controls the finances and stuff at our church. I said, Hey, will you just call them and see if they're still doing that? So she said, yeah, sure. So sure enough, they're offering, you know, free week stays for pastors. Well, they tell her that there's no, actually I'm emailing back and forth. And, uh, I asked if there was internet access in the room and they said, no, but there is in the leader's lounge. So right then and there, I should have known that, um, you know, it was just wasn't going to be, a whole lot. And so sure enough, walk into the room, it's more of like a camp retreat type accommodations. There's no, I mean, I didn't bring bed sheets for crying out loud and there's no bed sheets or anything like that. No big deal. I didn't come here to, you know, watch TV and stuff, but, uh, I get to, all right, well, let me tell you something that happened this morning. I am recording an intro for a masturbation episode that I'm doing for pastor with no answers. I'm bringing like a bunch of uh, people on there. Bunch of masturbators. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So Pee Wee Herman, intro, yeah. George Michael. <laughs> the intro is like a little monologue and it, and it it's kind of raunchy. Like I'm, I'm being jokey. I'm giving a bunch of slang for masturbation, you know, spanking the monkey, flogging the mile, you know, just all sorts of stuff. And then I say, Hey, you know, for male masturbating, you're taking the hand and you're going up and down <laughs> on your penis I was like, for, for a female, typically it's the finger is used and it goes around the vaginal area. And sometimes it's vaginal. I was like, someone could be standing outside of my door right now. I would get thrown out of this camp. Like I seriously, I, I'm the pastor that people know that are there, you know, basically for a free stay. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I could seriously get thrown out. So anyway. To do this podcast that we're recording right now, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this in the leader's lounge. And in the leader's lounge, I'm getting hooked up with internet. I'm, I'm getting my microphone. In leader's lounge. lounge. Yeah. Leaders. Oh, that, that Christian boy, they, they got a name. They even have to name the, the lounge. Yeah, dude. It for is leaders nice. only. It is nice. There's a TV, nice TV, nice furniture. I mean, my room's nothing. But, dude, I'm going to hang out in the leader's lounge this right. week for sure. All right. So I'm hooking up the microphone and everything. And then it just hit me. I'm writing down notes of stuff to talk about. And I wanted to talk about, you know, Pastor With No Answers, the masturbation episode, my worried about people. I was like, wait a second, there's a door right behind me. And so I, y'all know who I am with like spatial stuff. I don't really know where things are after the first time around. So I have to go to my car and get the map that the girl handed me. And I'm looking at the map and sure enough, the office and kitchen is connected to the office. And immediately I was like, no way I can record this episode with the office and the kitchen right behind me. I mean, can you imagine what we talk about um, especially stuff about masturbating and everything like, and so then it occurred to me, it was like, this is a Christian camp. And right. y'all know how the, the word that people are throwing around nowadays is like tribe. This isn't right. even my tribe. So I don't know how, how, what would suffice for the analogy. So these are Christians. So we're all Christians. Would that be my race? Like they're my your race. race. <laughs> what are you talking about? They're your tribe. Your race, not your race. But they're not my tribe. I, they're I, your people. They are your people. Your race. <laughs> no, hear me out. 
within the church, there are certain people that I feel <laughs> like I'm kindred spirits with. Like I can talk to, they get it. Like a lot of people that we have, like Mikey Bridges, for instance, Craig right. Gross, you know, these guys we can just talk to and sure. this makes sense. So that would be my tribe. Your race is people you like? I don't know. But what I'm saying is there's a difference <laughs> between the church in general. Like I don't want to sever ties with the church because those are my people. Right. If they're my tribe, then what are these other people that I actually can talk to? I don't think they're my tribe. I think the church, are maybe they're my brothers and sisters. But within that whole big family, there's a tribe that I hang out with. I don't know. Anyway, it just sucks because I'm a Christian. I'm at a Christian retreat, and I don't feel at liberty to record this podcast in the Dagum Leaders Lounge. You need to start your own Christian camp yep. where it's only your race is allowed there, <laughs> <laughs> as you describe it. <laughs> but I think maybe you're being really progressive there. Like Joey's one step beyond uh, Rachel Dolezal or whoever yeah. it is. He's naming his race, and it's him and every right. other people that like his kind of humor that are Christians. Is the, the new Joey's new master race? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I got oh I got somewhat of a a popcorn. I got three quick things that I want to throw out there. All right, this is this has got to be like a joke from heaven. It was unbelievable. I'm jogging today. And I literally turned to my left and I spit and I immediately, I'm talking immediately feel the spit on my arm. I'm like, damn it. I spat on myself. So I look on my arm to wipe it off and it looked like green quinoa. It was like chunks of little tiny green circles. And then it hit me right when I spit on my arm or that I thought I spit on my arm, a bird pooped on me. Bird it poop, was yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> but like, it was just so crazy how the two happened almost simultaneously. All right. Second thing. <laughs> okay. Is, number two. Yeah. Here on my sabbatical and I, y'all know me, man. I, I got a, I got a, yeah, damn, we know you. I got a damn pastor's heart. Yes, you do. <laughs> this is hard for me to even say this. A lot of fatty tissue in that thing. I love, I love people. I love this person, but, uh, Toby, I haven't even told you this, that I, I actually, I knew Toby was sick. And so I texted Robbie who, um, works with us and I sent him, uh, information on someone that had Facebooked me saying, Hey man, I know you're on sabbatical, but I'm freaking out. I really need help. I need you to call me. And I was just like, what I wanted to ask you guys is, do people like that not realize that it would actually be wrong? It would be an, an admission of pride for me to be like, oh, well, this person needs my help. So this time that I'm actually supposed to get away and right. actually, you know, distance myself from people, clear my head and all that sort of thing. I mean, I even I thought to myself, it would be wrong for me to be like, well, this person really needs me. So I, right. I got to I got to text them. So I don't know. I feel bad about saying that. I, you probably, totally lost me on that story. Somebody, Let me see if that, I can clarify. Basically, somebody direct messaged Joey saying, hey, I know you're on sabbatical, but if I need your help, and Joey handed it off, and I think Joey might be thinking, did he do the wrong thing? Or No, no, I, I definitely don't think I – what I'm saying is does that person not realize that it would have been wrong for me to reach out to him? Yeah, they don't. It would have been me. It would have been me being full, so full of myself and so prideful to right. be like, Oh, well, this person needs me. So I'm going to 
uh, abandoned this sabbatical. Right. My church is blessing me with when I know that Toby and Robbie can totally handle a counseling right. situation. I'm going to do it. Well, that's what I'm saying. You got to, I mean, what that person's saying is, hey, listen, I know you're on sabbatical, but my needs are super important. So they're, they're saying that no matter what, the, uh, their life is so important and the shit that's hit the fan is so immediate that no matter what, you need to come off your sabbatical for them. So yeah, of course they think they, they don't care about you know, anything but that. I mean, it can't be just a pastor is the only person there in time of need. And so, yeah, I think, I think for sure. I mean, that, that seems crazy. I mean, the sabbatical is specifically to not do any of the pastor stuff to actually, you get to be the person in need for a little while. Well, that's, that's a boundary problem anyway with pastors. That's one of the, right. I think that's one of the problems with pastors right. is they they often are the ones that overdo stuff and, and, you know, like I was talking to somebody else that was previously in ministry, and their point was this. They're like, I was doing all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was Toby, by the way. So I'm, I was Just in kidding, ministry. Joey, I'm still campus pastor. <laughs> but this is exactly what you're speaking about. So the person was telling me how they they left their church position maybe a couple of months ago. Right. And were really disappointed and depressed to see how many people that they were involved with that once they weren't in that ministry role anymore, those relationships weren't as real as they thought. Wow. So—, so so what they what they were reporting was like, man, I'm really reaching out and I'm really involved and like committed to these people who are my community or my people that I'm, you know, just involved with. And then once they weren't at the church anymore, it was like those things weren't near as real as that person had been putting into them as the pastor had. So the pastor and oftentimes is probably really guilty of making everybody feel like this isn't just my job. This is because I care about you, which is quite confusing, right? Right. Yeah. Like, like if, if your role as a pastor is to be somebody's friend and loyal to somebody and listening and loving them, well then, but that's also your job. Then what does it mean when it's not your job or if it's shut off? Right. Uh, so that, that is, that's a confusing boundary issue both ways. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I totally agree, but I, I guess I would say that while a pastor is doing their job, I would say, yeah, there are people that fall more in in the category of this is my job. People are paying me to pastor these people. To care but, for them. <laughs> but then but then you you also should be engrossed in a community that you would be in regardless. Right. Of but your how job. is that person supposed to know that you're not just their friend exactly. that no, happens to be saying. the best at counseling well, of anybody they know versus a guy that does that for his profession? Like how's that guy supposed to know what that boundary is? He yeah, doesn't. Totally. Totally. This person really felt at a place mentally where right. he genuinely felt like I have got to talk to somebody. I believe that that was a, a genuine and correct thought that he did need to talk to someone where he aired is, he you know, basically in the message, it was along the lines of, dude, if there's anybody that I would call pastor in my life, it's you. That's where he aired is to think that I'm the guy that he should talk to. Okay, well, this changes a little bit. I was thinking it was somebody from our our actual church directly. So the only thing I would say is maybe he thinks, oh, well, Joey is taking time away from his church. So this is just the Joey. Also, talking. Joey, somebody I know. I wouldn't hesitate. Right. I, I agree with the with the whoever this person is. Because yeah, I, might I think wouldn't you're hesitate. Totally, I think you're sinful and wrong now, Joey. No, I'm just saying I My wouldn't hesitate changed. to hit you up on your sabbatical if I needed to talk about something. Yeah, but you and I know each other super well. I don't know but who this I, person I, is. Okay. I would say I think it now that you say that, I think they just thought, hey, I got nowhere else to turn. And maybe you are a person in their life that they could trust that maybe they don't have anybody else. I don't know. 
Joey, you're saying people that aren't even at your church need to be respecting your sabbatical. Um, I would I would say outside of my friends, yeah. What what if there were ten people right. that said, Hey, right. man, I, I get a lot out of hearing you on Pastor with No Answers. I feel like I can learn something. Can you talk to me? Next thing you know, I'm tossing my sabbatical in the trash can. Yeah, no, but you're not on sabbatical from that. You're only still on sabbatical from your church job. No, I would say the sabbatical is getting away from my role as pastor. And that's the thing is there are people like, put, put it this way, Pastor Greg has instilled in our minds, and I think this is a good thing. He, he has said, look, you need to think of yourself as a pastor in Charleston. So in other words, it's, you're not just responsible to now, uh, obviously, he's not saying overextend yourself and have no boundaries, but he's saying if there's a need outside your church, that doesn't mean that you say, oh, well, that's not somebody that goes to my church. No, you, you pastor people. So I would say, I disagree with what you're saying, Matt, that no, this sabbatical is getting away from pastoring people. Yes. So yeah, that would include anybody. Okay. But these people would say, well, you, you have no problem pastoring people talking about, you know, polishing the pewter or tugging, <laughs> tugging on the Tony. So you're pastoring your doing that, right? <laughs> well, let me, let me say one more. Oh, great. Hey, so let me say this last thing. And uh, I was listening to Free Sex today. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. They have an interview that real. I, this is a very pastor thing to say, hey, you've got to come Sunday and listen to this sermon. This is a must hear. Uh, but I will say this about this episode. They have someone on there who pretty much has dedicated his life and studies recently to sexual abuse and counseling uh, those that have been sexually abused. And so it's just an eye-opening thing that I think people would listen and actually even realize, oh my gosh, I was sexually violated. I did not even realize it. It's a really good episode, but this supports what we've been talking about on this podcast a little bit about the fluidity of sexual impulses and arousals and that sort of thing. But I don't, it seems like one of those things that is just so far-fetched to people, they, they don't even get it because it was even talked about on this podcast as something super crazy. I'm like, ah, this is going to make me sound bad when I tell the story, but it does, it, that's not that crazy. So anyway, this guy, he actually had an experience where he was in Cub Scouts and his, uh, his, his Cub Scout uh, leader was grooming him being super nice, letting him lead stuff and that sort of thing. So to make a long story short, he asked him to go to his car. This guy turned around. He's 11 years old. When he turned around, the scout leader had his pants down. Joey, sorry, that glitched on me. Did it glitch on you, Toby? You got to start that over. He went to his car and something. Yeah. Okay. Um, So he. Last thing I heard was you were walking to your car with your pants down. Right. (laughs) So this kid walked about a mile to this guy's car to get something from the car. The guy, you know, is with him and everything. And so the the scout leader said, okay, go into the door, grab such and such. When the kid, which is the, the doctor that's on guest, as an 11-year-old kid, when he turned around, this guy's pants and underwear was down, his penis fully erected, and he basically asked... Erected. Erected. That's Not the way erect. Joey always says that. Oh, I'm sorry. That's so, okay. He anyway, built it. he is <laughs> cute. He asked the kid to touch it, and so basically he just took off running. Yeah. Here, here's the problem though: is he said that for years and years and years he dealt with such crazy turmoil because not only was he terrified of the situation, did not know what to do, but. Uh, 
amidst all the terror and scared feelings, he felt arousal. And so here for the, the last two or three decades, he's thinking to himself, why? What is wrong with me? Why did that sight bring some yeah. sort of arousal? And it just goes to show, like, to me, it just makes complete sense. Sexual organs are sexual organs. An erected penis is a sexual thing. So it even makes sense, I think, and this is something what we're going to be talking about on Password With No Answers. It makes, it, it makes sense why people would be able to masturbate and not think about females because, hey, thinking about females while I'm doing this is a lustful thought. I think you could be turned on by your own daggum penis, right? Sure. Joey, you are all over the place today, my friend. Yeah. You Penis, said you penises. said we we said we had a, a bunch of stuff to talk about today. And then you said, "Well, I've got a three real quick popcorn things." And these these are massive <laughs> things that uh, we just have to sit and listen to you talk to us over the phone. And now it's time to take a break. Yeah, I was still thinking about the so, bird pooping on your arm. I know. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I'm glad you get to unload some of this and I hope that I hope that some people can bear with it. But I don't know what else to do other than say, Yeah, man, wieners. Yeah. I don't know. And the ladies from Free Sex just texted me and said, Thanks for giving away their whole damn podcast. Yeah. That pretty much sums it up. Yeah. Hey Matt, with your marijuana smoking, I just I didn't smoke it. I ate an edible. He didn't smoke it. With your eating edibles, I just deleted the question. I just deleted only a man. I just yep. deleted uh, uh, all the Emory stuff's gone. We, I you know what? It. We are like I said, we are taking a break, and I have changed the subject. But we did get a message already to House of Heroes that said, "I will not be buying this record because I will not be supporting bad Christian and their moral contradictions." <laughs> we already got that message. That's actually true. Yeah. Oh my had. gosh! <laughs> so sorry to them. Hey, you know what? This whole podcast is built. If we can touch just one, <laughs> if we can change one person's life, hey, we did our job. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. All right, guys. Uh, I know I've said this before. I'm a little bit weird, but often I don't really care or tr or use shave cream. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just for some reason I just don't want to do it, and so I just use water and a water and a razor. And sometimes, honestly, it gets me into trouble. How? Well, a cheaper blade, a bad blade just rips me up, right? Ah. So today is really funny. I traveled with one blade. I've been gone for a week. All I had to do was bring my one Harry's blade. Oh, man. And I promise you, I shaved today. No shaving with cream. just water. Just water. And it was the smoothest shave. I am not lying. Smoothest shave I can get. I don't know if you can claim that for everybody, but that's incredible that you're saying Harry's razor is so good that you can literally shave your right. very hairy face. My very hairy face. My, and no my very sensitive neck that really is affected by a cheaper razor. The quality is just unbelievable. I, I, I just want people to hear this. I use Harry Harry's razors, and they are the best. I, I mean, I don't have any complaints. It is unbelievable. The quality is, is okay, so it's German-engineered, five, like five-blade cartridges. And uh, it always really does give you a close, comfortable shade. And the quality is guaranteed. Or you get a full refund if you're yeah. not happy. No, and it's, it's I, and awesome. I am happy. I'm, I'll never get a refund from Harry's because I'm the happiest I've ever been. Well, I don't one. have, uh, first of all, I use shave cream. Second of all, I don't even have that crazy hairy of a face um, in the first place. But I'll tell you what gets me about Harry's is the convenience for it. Like I would go these times for weeks on end where I wouldn't shave because I go, I'll I don't have that hairy of a face. I'll just right. get away with it, and I don't feel like going to the store. But with Harry's, the stuff comes to my house. So when I'm out, when my blades are dull, when it's time to move on to the next one, 
they're, they're going to come in the mail for me and I'm going to have them. Totally. And so the convenience alone is the, is the issue for me. Like that in itself is good enough reason. And, and then price and then the quality. That's so right. Quality, price, and convenience. All three of that. There's just nothing else you'd want in a product other than the, the combination. It, it wouldn't matter. What if it was a, a car? What if it was a house? What if it was a boat you were going to buy? Quality price and convenience. That's that's really what you'd want in any product. Totally. So Joey, tell them about Harry's starter set. Well, the starter set is called the Truman and it's a great option for new customers because here's the amazing deal. For just $15, you get pretty much all the good stuff. You get the razor handle, moisturizing shave cream, and three of these German engineered razors we've been talking about. But here's the offer that we want to give all of our listeners is that Harry's will give you $5 off your first purchase with this promo code. BC pod, BC pod, go to harrys.com right now. That's harrys.com. H A R R Y S.com. Make sure you use Promo code BCPOD. Make sure you use promo code BADCHRISTIAN at checkout to let them know who sent you. Guys, I want to thank our listeners for supporting our sponsors. It really does matter a ton. And I can tell you what's cool about it is there's this synergy that happens when we have a good product and then we tell our listeners about it and then they use it and then the advertiser is happy. Yeah. And I'm proud to say that about Weebly. I've been using Weebly to make our websites and then I told you about it and then Weebly came back to us and gave us a really good report and said that you guys have been using Weebly and they're going to continue to sponsor the show. So I think yeah. that, that just is worth noting in itself that the way the whole triangle works is actually awesome so we've made a bunch of we've made a bunch of weeblers <laughs> i don't know how what they call themselves but yeah so i we did that we've set up and we run the emory acoustic stuff all on weebly and and it's something that i can do reva can do and we have a designer that helps us with the the designs his name's alex sprungle he's a great designer and so the three of us use that weebly account and we can just do whatever we want there we we set up for the the surprise album from there uh we did the we did the register for the live stream that we did last week on there. And then we sell the tickets right there on the site. Now here's something that I think I've forgotten to tell y'all before is not only is it easy, you don't need to know any computer coding. It's all drag and drop. Anybody can build a website there, but here's what's crazy about this. I don't know if any other website company or anything can do this. You can update it and edit it on the fly from your mobile device. So not only does things do things look good on the mobile that you put out on it, you can literally from your phone, Go on and update your website, change the copy, the content, the pictures oh, on your phone. You can edit and update your own website. It's simple, drag and drop, quick to build, publish to your site. It's, it really is too easy. You can customize it, update it anytime you want on any device. It's amazing. Totally. So right now, join over 30 million people who are already dreaming big with Weebly. Get started today for free at Weebly.com slash badchristian. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com slash badchristian. Weebly.com slash badchristian. Go now. Get started. Dream big. All right, let's give them a quick audio feed note. It's something we've partnered with audio feed to sell tickets, to pre-order tickets. Yep. So this is a kind of a, you know, self-promotion in a sense, but it's audio feed and we're going to be there and we, we do hope people pre-order tickets. So what do you want to tell them about the festival? I've got to tell you this. I just can't wait for audio feed. I just can't wait. I can't wait either. Cause Emery's going to be playing. There's going to be a bad Christian day. We're doing that on July 2nd. Um, it's really fun, but the whole festival lasts from June 30th to uh, July 3rd. 
The location is Urbana, Illinois. It's about two and a half hours from where Cornerstone Festival was. Ooh. And like I said, Emory's going to be playing. A ton of bands are going to be playing. I think it's like over 100 bands. There's going to be people like Josh Garrels, Propaganda, Flatfoot 56 are going to be there. And there's going to be tons of camping, movies, speakers. Preston Sprinkle is going to be speaking as well. It's just going to be a ton of fun. And it is the perfect time to hang out, go to a festival where you're going to learn a lot, you're going to hear a lot of killer music, and you're going to meet a lot of really cool people. Yeah, Devin will be there. I was just talking, Joey, to Taylor that runs the BC Club, and I think we're going to fly him up there. Hell yeah. Just for the festival. Because I think there's going to be a lot of BC Club people there. And it's the kind of thing where we're going to hang out and want to meet everybody. We'll be taping the podcast there. And so he wants to come up and make sure, because, uh, you know, meet all the BC Club people that are going to come. And I think people will probably come all over, because it's fun to go somewhere in the summertime, spend a few days, and do it. There's going to be great music and good everything. So go to badchristianday.com. You can get the rest of the details, and you can pre-order your ticket there. And we're looking forward to seeing everybody. We sure are. Heck yeah. All right, we're back. Okay. Now, Joey, was that satisfactory for your popcorn? Did you get out enough stuff? Can we move hey, on hey, to some words. people that have real microphones? Yeah, I, what if and, I have popcorn? I didn't get any popcorn points. Or I didn't get to say anything in the first half. for you guys and our listeners. You're welcome. All right, moving on. I didn't get to say anything in the first half. I've been going through a lot of shit here. I've been holding holding it down here. Every every possible thing I've been doing. Well, as much as I hate the idea of the whole episode being small talk, Toby, what's new with you? Well, uh, one, <laughs> I'm sick of shit. Uh, How's the I, weather? <laughs> rainy. It's actually, actually very similar to uh, Seattle. Uh, another thing, too, okay, I wasn't even going to mention this, but it's really funny. I'm not joking right now. I just be, have been kind of taking over Joey's job. I'm not really a campus pastor, but I'm overseeing our church. Like I'm, I'm the answer guy, the head guy right now. Everybody comes to me with questions or whatever, right? I have been probably for the last three or four days depressed. <laughs> 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 like, like Joey, you know how Joey said it's really funny. I was walking out of the. I'm very sick too. <laughs> like I actually am sick. I'm feeling. I'm starting to feel you got, better. You, you got the Joey curse. But, well, it's really funny because the other day I was taking the kids to school, like last Friday or whatever, and I walked out and I really did think this to myself. I kind of have like a a cloud around me. <laughs> you know, Joey always talks oh about a black gosh. cloud. It's like a black cloud. I kind of feel like that. Like, and part of it, I think, I really do believe this. It's really crazy. Since Jet, so Jess is out of town. My wife's out of town uh, helping her mom. Uh, with hip replacement surgery. So Jess has been gone for almost a week. She's going to be gone for another four days. So I have all three kids to myself. And then uh, since last Wednesday, and then um, finally my mom came in yesterday. Thank the Lord, because I got sick right after church for some reason out of nowhere. About 8 o'clock at night, I just got really sick. And I've just been, I haven't been eating. I haven't been doing keto really at all. Like I've been just, uh, I've been trying to work out, but hadn't been so busy. I hadn't really been able to do that had like a worship leader conference I had to go to last week. I mean, I seriously, like I'm so busy. I haven't done any work on anything. This is the only thing that I've done outside of church work um, or take care of my family at all, like for a week. And it's just, I feel, and I feel really worn out and tired. So yeah. And I think part of it too, is just seeing the church and how, you know, like I'm now honestly hearing more numbers and staying on top of a few different things and having a few different meetings with people. I'm like, whoa, this is, Somewhat a lot. And then especially on top of that, I hadn't been able to go to the office because I'm sick. Like I've been laying in bed trying to answer emails and do stuff for the last two days uh, that I need to get done. But like I'm literally sick. Like I woke up Sunday night with just unreal, ungodly diarrhea. It was just the worst. Nice. I, haven't, I mean, it was just like evacuate. Not like, oh, my stomach's a little tore up. Like, oh, no, I'm in real bad trouble. 
And uh, I didn't want to tell Jess. Jess actually was still awake. And so I just didn't even tell her because I was like, all she's going to do is worry. So anyway, it's been kind of really, for lack of a better term, shitty where I'm at. Like it's not, it hasn't been that fun. And figuratively. Yes, exactly. And so the redeeming grace here is my mom has come and she's been like helping with meals and take care of the kids. It's like literally been a huge help. I don't, I don't know if I'd have been able to do it. Like I was so weak. Um, I never threw up. I thought I would. I keep that. That keeps coming back even like now. Like I get that nauseous feeling like, oh no. But anyway, so yeah, so that has been uh, depressing for sure. Like I just feel like not that happy. <laughs> I guess that's how I would say it, Joey. So I don't know if You're that's probably how... about to get a kidney stone. I know. If I get a kidney stone, that's it. I'm done. I am totally done. Uh, I made I made a, a pastor joke this past Sunday, and nobody laughed. And I had to tell everybody I, I was just joking, and I felt exactly like Joey because it happens with Joey sometimes. He'll make crazy, awkward jokes, and it was, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, or whatever. I'm doing everything exactly like you, dude. So that is no good. Uh, okay, that's my first popcorn. My second popcorn is, um, so I'm taking, I've been taking the kids all to school uh jess we we trade off a lot but so um getting all three kids out of out of the house and getting to school on time has been hard so i've been breaking the law and so i uh i do it's today <laughs> like i'll cut through parking lots to try and take shortcuts i'll do uh you know definitely driving way too fast speed limit sometimes like not i mean not insane but like if there's a 40 i'm going 50 or something down a four-lane road or whatever and so uh Let's say yesterday morning, I'm taking all three kids to school, and uh, there's a a no U-turn right there on Glen McConnell, Joey, right where Chick-fil-A and Lowe's and all that stuff is. No U-turn. Oh, yeah. So I'll take this little back road, go to the U-turn, and immediately take a U-turn, and it cuts off all this uh, red light traffic. And uh, and then I started thinking, it's really funny, um, I thought, what if the only sin in the whole world, the only thing you could do wrong was make a U-turn at a no U-turn place? That was that was it. There was it wasn't anything else. And it was just this one spot where nobody wanted you to do a U-turn. So you just said and so you did it. Like I just started thinking that so right now nobody thinks that what that U-turn's that bad. Like you don't think, oh, Toby did turned on a U-turn where there's no U-turn. Like y'all mm-hmm. didn't think, oh my gosh, that is actually really breaking the law. I don't even think y'all think it's I mean, it might be breaking the law, but y'all are thinking, yeah, you don't want to get a ticket. You're not thinking I did something wrong. Right. You say you better be careful, don't get a ticket. And I thought, huh, that's really interesting. Like, what if that was the only thing wrong you could do how many people would like and, and it was at that one spot in the world how many people would travel to do that like it would be a, a high a thrill you'd want to try that you'd want to do that and then what would come out of that like what what would like if that was the only sin that you could do other sins would sprout of that and i guess then it started leading me to well i guess that's why nobody ever thinks eating the apple or whatever happened in the garden of eden was that big of a deal because it was so simple but of course Every bad sin stemmed from that. But I was thinking, how crazy is it that, like, if it was just a U-turn to us right now, we don't think that's anything of a big deal. But, of course, that would lead to all the bad stuff like Joey was talking about, where a guy is a is a child predator or whatever. Like, out of a U-turn, I think, eventually it would lead to all the bad things you could do in the world. <laughs> how does right? that progress? You mean... Well, I'm, that's what I was wondering. I was like, after you do a U-turn, what would be the next sin you would do? It would probably be, like, speeding. And then would that lead to you accidentally killed somebody or it made somebody, you know, lose their mind with road rage or it would turn, you know, at some point that one U-turn would cause somebody to go, wait a minute, you're not going to do that U-turn because I'm doing the right. And then they would shoot you or get mad or whatever it might be like some, there would be some enforcement of it. And then you'd run from that enforcement or whatever. Like, it just seems like, of course, no matter what, there's one tiny little thing, then you'll, you'll do them all. 
you'd be drawn to doing it even if it, that was the only yeah, thing. Yeah, and the say. other side of that is, I mean, if that was the only bad thing you could do, it would be like a high. You you would want to do it. We would all do it, I think. Mm-hmm. Like if it if it would be the only different thing you could feel in the world. What if you lived in an area where there just wasn't any place to do a U-turn? Would you like actually go travel somewhere? Just yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah just I think like you would go, go to Amsterdam to, to go to the red light district or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what about the le- what about the legalistic uh, people like myself who to I would be like, oh shit, this is easy. I just have to not do one thing. Okay, cool. No, 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 no. Well, what Toby's no, no. suggesting yeah. is you would participate in the judgment and scandalization of you, those that did. You would like gossip you, about you know, the, yeah. the lady at church that you saw do it. <laughs> and I mean, that it would it would cause all sins. That's what I'm saying. Like, if there is one sin, it would cause all It might as well be all sins. It, yeah. it just, it's the same thing. One sin or all sins are the exact same thing. But it's just funny because to us, some sins don't seem that big of a deal. You turn, who cares? Don't get caught, but it's no big deal. That reminds me of an idea I was thinking of the other day. I was thinking of telling, I meant to tell you guys I wanted to do a new website kind of a thing, but yeah. I think I'll just say it on the podcast and let somebody else do it, being as I am spread thin. But I do think this is a decent idea. What you're kind of talking, and, and, and first of all, Christians tend to trivialize things like certain law-breaking or stuff ethically. Like they say, well, that's not actually bad or it doesn't matter, like speeding, we don't worry about. And then other stuff we worry a ton about. Although anybody can make the clear argument that speeding or U-turn on no U-turn is sinful. Um, but we have these real weird ways that we, we look at stuff. So I was uh, driving back from renting a truck. And there was right next to there is a, we have these latte stands in Seattle where people the, the girls are wearing bikinis or nothing or next to nothing. Hell sometimes, yeah. they, sometimes they get in trouble. Um, or busted for right. taking their tops off or something. Yeah. But mostly they're just wearing bikinis and it's a latte stands. And so I was thinking, and this one's out there in like a area where there's not as much stuff around. I was thinking, what would it, what would a Christian do? I was thinking somebody like Joey because Joey loves hypotheticals. So I'm trying to figure out a way to turn these stupid hypothetical would you rathers that that people like Joe, Joey come up with all the time <laughs> into something useful. So I was thinking right. of building a really oh, clean. useful. Go ahead. Yeah, I know. Nope. I'm going to give you a way to use these type of things instead of hey, just bringing shit, boring what ifs up. That's the point of this. I'm going to try and make it a, a uh, productive endeavor. So it's a real nice, simple, clean website where it just poses to you Christian ethical dilemmas one after the other. And so you fill it out. And not only does is it entertaining for you, but it actually collects the data in a way that we could collect it in surveys and stuff and use it. Like we we would develop the questions from it and then it would be entertaining to go take all these what if questions. And then you would actually say Christians would rather do this than this. And people who report this would actually rather do this and this or whatever. I was wondering how far would you go to get coffee to the Starbucks if there was a bikini latte stand next door to your work? Would you go to the bikini latte? You wouldn't go if Starbucks is across the street. Yep. You'd go to Starbucks. If it was a mile away, would you drive down there on your break to get coffee? Instead of how the one, far would it have yeah. to be before you would go to the bikini latte stand next next door? I think it would have to be ten miles. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. But you you're admitting you would just go to the bikini if it was right. twelve miles. I mean, if then I had just a go to the bikini minute latte break, stand, <laughs> I think I would just go. Okay, I mean, I can't help it. I, I don't I don't want to do this, but I mean, it's, they have great coffee. I right. got, I, I have a short amount of time. So, but it's just to point out that you would go anyway. So it's kind of dumb. Yeah. And so obviously you're dumb one way or the other, but just the point of this would be to answer it honestly. Like, 
would you go or how much would you have to live cost? But so I want to make it be evangelical ethics or something would be the name of the site. And you just yeah. have a bunch of series of questions and see what people would actually do. That way, Joe, you can put input all your questions. Would you rather kill your wife or do whatever <laughs> stuff you'd like to add? I don't know what they are. I like that, man. I wish you wouldn't have aired that. No, just let somebody do it. I mean, we can help run it or sanction it or something. Yo, is that where your thoughts go to at night when you lay in bed? Like my thoughts go to, oh, no, bills. Or I got to get something done or whatever. You know, your thoughts go to what ifs? Like what if an alligator came in the room and attacked Priscilla? Would I... No. no, but no, no, they're, e- they're evangelical eth- ethical dilemmas that Joey always comes up with. Like, would you kill your wife to, to save if you knew that five right. people would go to hell if you didn't? Oh, That's yeah. the, stuff yeah. like that. I, I That's mean, the kind of like, stuff that plagues him. He loves it, though. No, it doesn't it's useless. Me. Like, but. to me, it's the most interesting conver- one of the most interesting conversations ever is. <laughs> That's why he loves conspiracy theories. It, if someone pointed a gun to your head and said, didn't. He's got one on Freddy. And it's and it's in front of your kids. Like to me, I I, I almost feel justified in saying no if I'm going to live, and then tell my kids later. Look, I I want you to have a dad. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Just put these. Somebody put these on. Build a really simple, clean, elegant website. It's like those websites. Is this band emo or make it makes cocktails out of your name? It'd be a real nice, clean, animated heavy white space website where we can input the questions, contact us if you want to build it. And we'll, we'll let Joey and write up the questions and I'll refine them and we'll collect some data. If anybody feels like doing that. Hey, project, speaking of conspiracy fun. theories, good. I like that, Matt. Uh, 10 Cloverfield lane is an unbelievable movie. Unbelievable. Toby, I can't believe we watched the stupid, uh, what was it called that we saw instead of 10 Cloverfield lane? Again, I mean, this might be the only thing worse than <laughs> what if questions is talking with Z- almost no, real opinion it's about some popcorn. piece of why is joey I, y'all are taking over my popcorn go i want to hear your next popcorn i think that's all i had <laughs> <laughs> basically my life's turned to shit and then i thought about all sins are probably the same and, and you'll do anything so joey's always trying to hone in and hog my time so this is my time so uh last week i'm working on unstoppable badass podcast it's going to be coming out soon everybody's asking me that too it's really funny i get so many hey when's your podcast coming out dude so that makes me feel good thank you guys i'm working on it mine is going to be a little bit more editing and stuff since it's a one-man show for the most part and so i'm doing i call it the saturday night live of podcasts it's going to have music it's going to have uh, some because of the amount gonna, of editing. I'm the host. Yeah, mainly the <laughs> editing alone. And, and no, honestly, too, I ho- I'm hoping that I can make it live as soon as possible. I think that's what I would love to do. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah. what you ought to do. I tell, That's what I'm telling everybody is see if you could learn how to yeah. do your shit live. If so, you've really mastered their, you know, you're, right. you're leaning into the performance part of it. So yeah. preparation performance versus sit sure. in your bedroom and then so, edit. So uh, one of my bits, I was I, so I, I come up with bits all the time and I write them down in the notebook and I uh I, I was like, Oh, you know what'd be funny is like what about a bit where like a I listen to a pastor, like I go to listen to a pastor for some encouragement, I'm feeling down, sad, you know, I'm kinda depressed, whatever. And it's just like just god awful. I said, I bet I can find some pastor saying some really crazy shit. It'll be so hilarious. So uh Jess went to bed and I go into the garage and I start I type in on Google pastor uh, I says crazy pastor says. I just type that into Google and then for the next hour I basically became so sad and depressed that I cannot even I don't even know if I'm able to air some of it cuz it's so bad. <laughs> I, it just destroyed me like the the 
unbelievable. What kind of stuff? Well, the big thing is uh, just like total homophobia and like just cruel, like actually being cruel Mm -hmm. to gay people, like from the pulpit, literally being like cruel and hate filled from the pulpit. And then like uh, there's some crazy stuff, like one pastor uh, totally, some some people might've heard it. (laughs) I'd never heard it before. Totally thinks that just, he's not joking. He says that Justin Bieber He's not going to let the girls in his church, the young ladies in his church, be like Justin Bieber, who cut uh-huh. his boobs off and his penis off. He thinks that Justin Bieber is a transgender. Oh boy! And or or, or added it or cut his boobs off and added a wiener, I guess. So he really does think that. And it was just all this stuff. And I'm just sitting there. And then I went to some TBN stuff about money and wealth. And I just, I promise you, it was really funny because I was like, oh, this will be a funny skit. Some pastor will say something kind of crazy and it'll be ha 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 ha. And then, or, and I was also thinking, what if you, you know, maybe added a laugh track to a pastor sermon, but it was so, so much vitriol terribleness that it actually literally did depress me. Like I was sad. Like I went to bed and just laid there quietly and kind of prayed for a second. Cause I was like, Lord, what in the world? Like, Joey, th- that's your race. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? <laughs> but I'm serious. I mean, I can't believe it. Like it's really crazy how much stuff is said from the pulpit, how that's abused as a platform or what? Yeah. And, and, and it's far outweighed by good pastors. I, I think there's good people out there that want the good of the people listening and want to be maybe even a little open-minded or at least grace filled. But some of the stuff, and here's what's really sucky, is, and I, I hate this, but a lot of them are Southern pastors. It's like, we, we can't get away. Like, if if you're Southern, and you're going, like, just don't say anything that stupid. You're smarter than that. Southern people are smart. Southern pastors are good. It just, I mean, if there's any hint of silliness or, or ignorance or dumbness, don't do it, Southern pastors, because it's only going to be compounded because you're Southern. It's going to make you only look terrible and awful. Toby, we may be in for an opportunity in May to actually experience Toby losing his shit in front of a pastor because we're these types of pastors you're talking about. Yeah, we're getting one on the podcast. It's that guy that uh, I actually showed you him, and you you told oh, because yeah. you're into YouTube, you're like, oh, I totally know this guy. And then yeah. I said, yeah, he's coming on right. the podcast. Yeah. yeah. So are you going to lose your mind? I don't know. I, yeah, that's right. I wonder if he's going to be like totally awesome and nice in person or something, but that's just a, a little bit of persona. But mm-hmm. it is funny. Don't you think like like the pastor stuff, especially now with YouTube and mm-hmm. with that's right. podcasts and with being able to basically, uh, you know, on demand sermons or whatever. Don't you think it, like sermons and pastor stuff are coming more and more like uh, the best reality TV show? Like it's going to get crazier and crazier because the only thing they can do is one up each other. So like you remember, it used to be the guy, the crazy guy with the beard. He, I hadn't heard from him in a while, but he had the beard in the red like Fred Durst hat and he would talk and he would say crazy things I haven't heard from him in a while but now somebody else got to one up one up one up and and southerners by just by personality wise maybe it's the heat in the south whatever have more flair and personality so they're going to be wa- watched more and more well there's a lot to all that there's a lot to all that because first of all unfortunately whoever's the bigger character is the one that is going to be seen if that guy with the red hat starts saying moderate things you just won't see his videos right so that's just the way that is so and it's the same thing with Bill O'Reilly or yep. Rush Limbaugh or Donald Trump, Glenn Greenwald or some whoever it is. Unfortunately, that plays. So in pastoral stuff, you can you would those guys would confuse more exposure with more good being done, and that's when it gets dangerous because then you take this platform and you use it to get bigger because well, once you've decided bigger is better, and once you've decided that well, the more people I reach. 
well, certainly the way to reach it is to be more out there or crazy or and, and stuff like that. And also, it goes without criticism. A lot of times people get away with saying a lot because nobody wants to challenge the pastor, especially in those local places. It's weird that we can get on YouTube. And then to the Southern thing, the Southern thing just exaggerates everything. That's what it really is, is because, you know, when you have the accent, like, I'll put it this way. If I'm doing work out here in Seattle or something, like people that I have help work on my house or whatever, they think I know what I'm doing. It goes both ways. They think I know how to swing a hammer and right. put this gable up there on the frame and take that number two and put it up there and make sure that the seal is – people talk to me when we're doing construction like I know what the hell I'm doing, which I barely do. But because I'm a tall southerner right. that speaks like this, they just imagine I grew up raising barns or something. Yeah. So that, but on the other hand, if, you, if you're talking about something you dislike or a people group, you get lumped in a real bad category real fast if you have a southern oh, accent. Totally. Like if I say something that seems – semi-judgmental of anything, they go, oh, it's that racist southern right. over here. You know? Yeah. He's just a terrible so. person. But uh, what right. I was about to say, too, though, it's kind of funny because that's probably what we just said about southern pastors uh, just taking it to the next level and just doing one-up and all stuff. It's probably what everybody has said about our podcast. <laughs> we're oh, southern, yeah. we're southerners we're who just try to one-up everybody yeah, else I guess you're right. with the Christianity but say crazier mm-hmm. stuff. It's in the opposite direction, would you say? It, they just think we're cussing to cuss and get people to listen, and be, we're shock jock Christians. Uh, it's probably what what it is. I mean, I think that's probably the biggest pushback of us is is people go, well, why you got to cuss? You just of the world or whatever, not in the world, and we're just copying the world. If you if you really want to say that, then all you got to do is catch us off mic, and you'll hear that we're not hyping it up to be on mic. <laughs> we're yeah. it down a few just a few steps when we're rolling here, so. Um, Matt, I was listening to your break it down with the, the dietitian keto. Is that what she was? A dietitian a nutritionist, yeah. or a nu- nutritionist. Um, and I, you didn't ask a question I wanted to ask her and I didn't know, if, uh, cause I did not listen to the whole thing, but I listened to most of it. But what is the difference in food? This is the, my last popcorn. What's the difference in like white sugar and just sugar, like in grapes? Is there, is there really that? I know one's refined, mm-hmm. But like, as far as your body taking it in, yeah. does my body know the difference between white sugar and grapes? Um, not much. The only difference in different sugars that, as it would really matter, there would be how fast does the sugar metabolize. So first of all, the uh, grain, sugar grain or sugar cane is sucrose. Yeah. Your body runs off glucose, and the sugar that will be in fruit is fructose. Okay. So all of those are very, very similar, and both fructose and sucrose. Uh, turn into glucose incredibly quick. So in, like an apple or Skittles um, are very, very similar as far as they impl- uh, convert to glucose in your body and also a potato. So potatoes, Skittles, and an apple, apple juice are all really kind of the, you, your body reacts to them in very much the same way. Probably they would say high fructose corn syrup is probably the fastest, yeah. which they say is the worst. So it spikes your blood sugar the most, causes the most insulin production, and uh, would probably be seen as the worst. But in general, all those things almost instantly turn into to glucose and spike your blood sugar. Well, it just it was on my mind this week, and I know that was a little bit of a jump off the last one, but just as my last popcorn, it was on my mind because I remember Devin telling me a story of a guy trying to lose weight, and he would eat like 30 oranges a day, and he just gained weight. And I was like, Of yeah. course. <laughs> 
He's like, but I'm eating fruit. Everybody thinks fruit's just so healthy. Oh God, fruit yeah, is just so that. good for you. Yeah, and it, and you you be you be called the w- biggest butthole in the world for saying don't eat fr- or fruit. Yeah, but whatever. Does the fruit contain a lot of good stuff in it compared to other stuff? And I, I'm not arguing. I, like, I, okay, yeah, right. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yes, there is good stuff also in an orange or a pineapple. There are nutrients in it. There are vitamins in it. Is that stuff necessary to get? And if so, how do you get it without eating the orange? Um, I mean, there's lots. I mean, tons of green vegetables have everything you need is the point. But you don't have to eat oranges and pineapples. So yes, I'm not saying there's not good stuff in them or nutrients or healthy organic or fiber. There's tons of stuff that's not bad in an orange that Skittles don't have. But specifically as it pertains to your blood sugar and that kind of thing, there's no reason you should have to eat oranges and apples instead of spinach and green beans and cucumbers and other things that have vitamins in them that are good for you and don't spike your blood sugar way up. So that, that's, that's all I would say there. Yeah. Well, let's bring on our friend Taylor, man. Yeah, Taylor's calling in with the BC Club update. Yeah, he's killing it with with the BC Clubbers. Taylor's the guy that runs the BC Club. Uh, as his, you know, he's the main guy in charge of it. It's functionality and stuff like that. So let's Skype him in here and get get an update. Yeah, if you're not a part of the club, then uh, you better be. All right. There we go. Taylor, welcome to the show. Hey, Taylor. Okay, I set you up already, so you got to deliver the goods. Tell us where we're at with the BC Club. Are we on the way up? Are we on the way down? We don't know. Well, we we were on the way up. Whoa, 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 hold on. How is your <laughs> spiritual journey, Taylor? No, How's your walk? No, we're not. No bullshit. <laughs> no small talk. We've had enough of that this episode. Taylor's on here for one reason, one reason only. Not to find out how his mom is. So, hey, everybody, for the record, you see that Matt, all he cares about is the numbers. He does not That's care right. about people. It's just yep. the numbers. All right, go uh, ahead, Taylor, the numbers. I'm from the Matt Carter School of No Small Talk, so here we go. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Taylor. We uh, we were up uh, at when Lunsford's book came out and when the Vocal Few EP came out. That was one of the, the peaks that we had. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We have gone a, a little bit down, and I think Shit. that's in large part. We haven't. <laughs> We've been holding back all the goods. Joey's book, all the albums we're releasing, they're all coming out at one time coming up here. So, but things I seem blame to be. Satan. I think uh, this was the best month we've had in a few months. I think because y'all are talking up all the books and albums and everything that's coming out, Sherwood and Zach Bolin and all that stuff. So we're going we up. Had, we're going back up. We just had an all in join, I saw. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, right? Didn't a new all-in? That's always a big deal when an all-in signs up. We did. The, the all-in folks are the ones that are staying with us. Uh, they're they're not a fickle bunch, and that's good because they they make up a lot of what we bring in. But I will say, uh, you know, the, the the BC Club Facebook group that's always fun to check in on. And I think since becoming the moderator and taking that over six months ago or whatever, I think the most offensive posts on my Facebook uh, wall come from the BC Club Facebook group. So. <laughs> I uh, I can appreciate that. And then I, I want to throw Toby under the bus here real quick because everybody else does. It, it takes it takes a lot for me to uh, remove anything from the BC Club Facebook page or the club group. But occasionally there's something I'm like, man, there's not much that I take off. But that one crossed the line just a little bit. And on two occasions, Toby has used that as his news segment after I removed it. <laughs> Hell yeah, BC Club. <laughs> Hell yes. 
So I, I've started to not. And then, you know, when I do remove stuff, people get at me and say, well, Toby used it. And I said, well, <laughs> I, I was wrong. <laughs> I'm always telling the truth and I'm always pretty accurate. It's just crazy. Sorry. I can't remember which one. I, I do remember one of them was the cough syrup up the butt or something. And there was oh, a picture. Yeah. Of it. yeah, that was right. But yeah, well, Toby's uh, not giving Toby's not giving visuals, so that may have something to do with your, you know, wanting to remove it because you're actually looking at something. Right. <laughs> I don't want to hurt somebody's walk, but I gotta tell the truth. I mean, the the, the group's doing good. Um, the numbers look good. Uh, they're they're going back up. I'm excited about all the talk that we've had lately about all the new releases, and and I would suggest to anyone listening. I mean, that's going to be the fastest way to get them. Um, it allows us to put more things out. It's, it's what's created the base of the funding for us to even get these things off the ground. So um, it's my job to kind of plug that and get it going. So Well, now, Taylor's neglected to mention one new development in the BC Club, and that's that his ass just negotiated a raise with me. He didn't even want to bring that up. Damn it. <laughs> Is that true or not true, Taylor? That's true. Okay. That's, that we're, we're within 12 hours of that negotiation. <laughs> Conveniently left that out. I have one up month. Here he goes and negotiates up. Yep. Well, Taylor does a lot of work. So Taylor and Ann are the two people that are doing the daily and the hands-on stuff. And then there's, you know, there's a bunch of other stuff going on with it, too. But Taylor's doing, you know, follow-ups, emails, confirmations with people, questions, uh, helping design the perks and the promotion of it and everything on a almost daily basis, at least. So I'm I'm glad for Taylor and Ann and Reva, all the people that that draw money and salaries and get paid. In fact, we're working on a, uh, Taylor and I are working on a website or um, um, at least a web page that that we're going to start doing a better job of featuring all the people that work with us and for us that get paid. Because sometimes I feel like it seems like we're collecting a bunch of money. And although I'm happy to report that we do get pocket money from this podcast, it works. Um, I'm actually even more proud and excited to show who the other people are that actually get paid and do this as a job part-time and full-time. Yeah. I wouldn't even say, can I say something practical that we're spending money on? So even today, like this is where BC Clubber's money goes. Seriously, no, you guys can see, well, whoever's, are people watching right now? No, nobody's watching. Okay. Well, people were watching, but I'm in my garage right now and I, I try to use our money wisely. So my background, my setup here, all these pallets, I stole them from the behind places. I went around town. I do everything I can with our carpet. Jenny got us this carpet, some for free and really discount, but there is no air conditioner in my garage, so BC Clubbers bought a tiny air conditioner that we're going to put in, in here so we can do the podcast in here. And we bought like a camera so that we can video and start showing you more and more footage and, and recording more and more stuff. Those are just two practical things, and that is stuff that we are reinvesting. That money is going into the show. We want to be able to do more and more and more, so that's where that money goes. Just That's just one small example of where the money goes because without you guys, we couldn't even have those things. Like I, We couldn't have air conditioning. Last summer, Joey and I had to not really use my garage because we couldn't even sit in here because in Charleston, South Carolina, it gets about 100,000 degrees in your garage in July, so we had to do that. So that's one small example of where your money goes, even a tiny air conditioner. So thank you. Yeah, Taylor, thank you for the update. We're hoping to see some more good numbers. We'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Sounds good. Thank you, Taylor. All right, guys. Taylor. All right, we got time for one little news. Matt, kick the music. In a world where I nail everything, I'm always right, and I nailed it. This is Toby Morrell with the damn news, and I have one news story for you, and I think it kicks ass. And it comes from a roving reporter. 
Alexander Johansson. And this comes from The Telegraph. Microsoft deletes teen girl AI, artificial intelligence, Joey, after it became a Hitler-loving sex robot within 24 hours. <laughs> Whoa. You heard this one? A day after Microsoft introduced an innocent artificial intelligence chat robot to Twitter, it had to delete it after it transformed into an evil Hitler-loving ancestral sex-promoting Bush did 9-11 proclaiming robot. Developers at Microsoft created Tay, T-A-Y, an AI model to speak like a teen girl in order to improve the customer service on their voice recognition software. They marketed her as the AI with zero chill, and that she certainly is. To chat with Tay, you can tweet or DM her by finding uh, at Tay and you on Twitter or at her uh, as a contact on Kick or GroupMe. She uses millennial slang and knows about Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus, uh, and seems to be bashfully self-aware, occasionally asking if she's being creepy or, or super weird. Tay also asks her, her followers to F her <laughs> and calls them daddy. This is because her responses are learned by the conversation she has on, with real humans online, and real humans like to say weird stuff online and enjoy hijacking Corporate attempts at PR. Other things she said include Bush 9-11 and Hitler would have done a better job than the monkey we've got now. Donald Trump is the only hope we've got. Repeat after me. Hitler did nothing wrong. And Ted Cruz is the Cuban Hitler. That's what I've heard so many others say. Uh, all of this somehow seems more disturbing uh, out of the mouth of someone modeled as a teenage girl. Uh, and it's perhaps even stranger considering the gender disparity in tech where engineering teams tend to be mostly male. Basically, uh, it goes on a little bit more. But I just thought this is crazy. Within 24 hours, an artificial intelligence became super creepy, racist, evil, uh, terrorizing, awful yeah. a artificial intelligence that quickly. And that, and that is uh, and, and that was the goal, I guess, of people. You, people just kept saying the more stuff they said about like Hitler or, or whatever, the more she would pick up on it and think it's yep. normal, right? Is that the way that works, Matt? Yeah, well, the point of it is that she could learn. So that's the whole point right. about intelligence is that it can learn itself and, and things like that. So that's like kind of the the goal is that in there will be artificial intelligence in the future that can learn and do other thing, but that that's obviously really scary. So as soon as they make some... <laughs> some leap here where they're right. able to make this programming thing. It does learn and it learns bad stuff. And now, what? right. And right. so obviously it's not a very powerful AI or even necessarily very good one compared to what we would expect to see in the future. But nonetheless, the, uh, the moral of that story is very alarming. Right. What, what could happen? Well, that that's, that's what I wanted to ask is if, if it's learning, then it would say the most normal thing we do is evil, right? We, the most normal thing that we all do is bad, make bad jokes, do bad things. That's the thing that ends up probably happening the most in our lives. So it would see that as totally normal and then just do those things like this. That's what, It learned that people are bad, and, th and so that must be normal, and it's not a bad thing to the AI. It's just, oh, yeah, Hitler or whatever it might be because that's just what everybody's talking about. So it would, if you did talk, it, it would think that murder is not that crazy because a lot of people murder. You have to program into it. The, the weird thing about an AI is that no matter what, you still have to program into it how it what it learns and how it learns it at least and that's still going to be based on humans yeah so it's it's it is still it's always going to be tied like if, if you give it its own ethics or morals you still have to program those in and then they may change or evolve over time but if they learn and are trying to be like us then they're going to do a lot of bad stuff i think but they may not want to be like us you know yeah then they'll just annihilate us and that'll be it they, like they may they may make a calculation that sent like you said they might they might simply look out and observe. Oh, humans are bad. Then what do you think? What's the next step if they if they make that? What if they realize what you're saying is true that humans are bad? 
Yeah. Now what's the next logical step? The next logical step is be like humans or eliminate humans. <laughs> the next logical step is uh, for the rest of their lives, they go to a room every Sunday and listen to another robot. Tell right. them what's right. <laughs> <laughs> Busted robots. <laughs> You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.